This is episode 171 of the Fearless Launching Show. Today, I'm doing a Throwback Thursday episode to bring back one of my favorite guests ever on the show. We're talking about the seven key things you need to do, whether you're just starting out or you're already in business but want to grow more, because success isn't one and done. So listen up. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so thrilled today because, well, I'm thrilled because I almost didn't think I should reshare this episode, but I changed my mind. I think we are trained to believe that people only want new and fresh stuff. And while that might be true on some level, It's really the foundational work. It's listening to that album you haven't heard since college or reconnecting with an old friend from even high school that that that's where you get to deepen your experience. You get to deepen whatever relationship might be there or maybe reignite an interest or something that you kind of thought was long gone. So a few years ago, I invited Marie Forleo onto the program. And at the time, I wasn't working with her or her team, but of course, we'd stayed in touch since our days working together on the first B-Schools, the first two years, which if you haven't listened to episode one of the podcast, or two rather, then that gives you kind of a little bit more of backstory on me working in the online space and my very first launches. But regardless, we weren't working together, and funny thing is that Well, that's another story for another day, but she called me about a year and a half ago and cut to now, we've been fortunate enough to jump back into the B-School world together. So I've gotten to witness her amazing team, how they really, everyone operates with such a high level of like heart, hard work, everybody cares about the experience that people are having. And I have not seen that sort of ownership in a very long time. So it's been a breath of fresh air and amazing to work with all of her amazing, amazing team. And I guess I get to call myself part of her team now because of the work on last year's launch and this year's launch. But today's episode really goes into launching and workflow. That's really what we're talking about here and why things that Never, there are some things that never change, no matter if you're launching for the first time or the 20th time. Success doesn't change the process, especially if that process is working. And Marie, her team, they have really honed in on really looking at what the 
the most important things to do. They're, they're, there's no fluff in what they're creating or the work that they're doing. They're constantly asking, is this the best use of their time? Who should be doing this? But you know, as you're listening, you may want to take notes because Marie goes through these seven things that really you got to keep doing no matter if you're a success or not. So why not get started now? Start behaving like the success, whatever success it is means to you and what you want to achieve. So pull out your notebook and get to it. Then I'd love it if you would head over to ansamoylove.com forward slash 171. You can review those points again, print the post out because I, I'm often doing that just so that I remember what it is that I heard. Um, and then leave a comment with your biggest ahas. And I think that the biggest aha I had was that these are all relevant. We recorded this two years ago. Okay. And Actually, not even two years ago, not 2018, maybe 2016. Yeah, so two years ago. So head over there. All right, I will see you inside. And you know what's really funny? Don't make fun of me because I can just hear the like, kind of like the octave in my voice is a little bit higher. <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed saying that, but I think you'll understand. You know, I, I think Marie brings that out of me just because it's a very exciting conversation and it's stuff I love to talk about. All right, I will see you on the other side of this episode so we can wrap things up together. It's awesome to have you here. It's awesome to have you on the show. I'm super excited to chat with you today. Thank you. It's my honor to be here. And I love talking about workflow and launching. So let's dive in. Yeah, this is this is going to be really cool because I get a lot of questions from the listeners of the podcast, listeners, people in Fearless Launching, people emailing me about what they should, what what they need to do to launch. Like it's some big mystery and like people like you, people who are further along in their business, who've been doing this for years, like it's somehow you've got some additional magic fairy dust that you're throwing on things. And while it does change, and I, I know that things do change as, as your business moves along and grows, there are some really core things that happen every single launch and that happen on a daily basis. Yes. So, so what, what at the core of like your day-to-day business, would you say that there are things that you do now, like your, what is your general work flow during, during any kind of launch? Let's, let's focus it down to the launch because I know that on a day-to-day basis, things might be really different. So, yeah, I think the most important thing when it comes to launching is to have a clear plan. You know, so many people um, just jump into something and they don't recognize how long things take. They don't give themselves enough time to create content, to work with some of the people that they may outsource things to, whether it's a videographer or you know a web programmer or a web designer. And I think really having a clear plan and giving yourself enough time to put everything together is, is one of the things that we've <clears throat> continued on working on being better at. So for example, you know, the first time I ever launched B-School, we did plan in advance, but you always kind of underestimate what it takes to get something done. And I remember the next year I was like, okay, need a few more weeks, need a few more months. And of course, as you get experience, you also see new things that you want to add in. You see things that you want to do better, areas that you can improve from the year before. But having a plan and having everything written down and everything into a calendar is vital. Because that allows you to share it with 
your team or if you're just working with, say, one other person or just yourself. It's the only way that you can manage effectively what you're going to get done by when to make sure everything actually comes off. Yeah, yeah, I I have to agree with that. And um, a lot of people definitely are talking about trying to figure out actually spend most of their time thinking about what tool they should use, but it really doesn't matter. It just matters that you, especially if you're working with people, that you have something that you can share with others. And even if it's a Google Doc to start with, with just like a list of stuff, like with a, you know, you drop everything that you might want to do in a launch. If it starts there, that's fine. That's actually what we use. When people get all crazy about tools or the best project management system or, you know, having these fancy tricked out things, I always tell them, like, we literally start everything on a basic piece of paper with lines or on a whiteboard, and then we just simply transfer it into a spreadsheet, Mm -hmm. like a simple spreadsheet that has everything listed out (laughs) with dates, with names, and we literally tick things off. It is no more complicated than that. Yeah, I do the same thing. I actually start with graph paper because it's kind of like you can make little boxes that are Mm to-dos. And then it goes – then if I'm sharing it with people, if it's something that I'm working on with other people, actually, even if it's not, it just goes into Google Docs or whatever. And I've tried using systems, other things like – I know Laura Roeder uses Rike. Honestly, I I tried thinking that I needed to use that which doesn't make sense. But I tried using that after I left Laura, but I just couldn't. I couldn't deal with it. So I just needed to go, you know, paper, graph paper, Excel sheet. That's it. (laughs) Exactly. And I think the simpler you can keep your systems and processes, the better. You know, so many people will waste literally weeks trying out different systems, figuring out how they work. Should I use this one or that one? It's like, dude, who cares? Just get your work done. Like (laughs) sit down, do the work, move it ahead. You don't need anything more than a pen and paper and like a simple shareable document. Love it. Love it. Okay. So, so you got your plan and the, this is the one thing that Uh, that I'm constantly harping on. And it's going back to, you know, when you're making decisions about your launch, um, what what email should I send? What pre-launch content should I I create? Whatever it is, whatever those things you're asking yourself, it all goes back to the people that you're going to be serving it to. So that's one thing that I know doesn't change just from going through B-School every single year. Oh, yeah. I mean, when it comes to making decisions with our business, whether it's related to a specific launch or it's just making big overarching business decisions that drive the company ahead over the next 12, 24 or 36 months, it's really about going back to your vision. What are you really working to create? What do you want to create in terms of the experience for your customers? What results do you want them to walk away with? What are their objections, their fears, their concerns? What are their deepest desires and fantasies? You know, so it's about knowing what your vision is, you know, the outcomes you want to create through your company, knowing the vision that you want to help bring to life for your ideal customers. And then it's literally going back to that list and going, what do we need to put in place to make all of this happen? And when you're clear on your vision, both, again, internally as your company and both for your ideal customers, the results or outcomes that you want to create become a matter of reverse engineering. You start to literally make a tick list of what needs to happen in order to bring these things to life. Is it perfect? No, nothing's ever perfect, but you can get damn close. And that's what's really exciting. And I think that most people I speak with that find themselves feeling massively overwhelmed or not sure of where to start or, you know, how to make decisions to move ahead, 
they haven't actually taken a step back to get clear on their vision, clear on what they most want to create for their ideal customers, and clear on the results that they would love to create from, you know, and through their business. That's interesting. So, you know, as you're talking about this, I'm wondering then every every year you do B-School, do you take a look then again at the vision as you're as you're looking at you know new things that you want to bring yep. in into the program and new ways that you want to serve let's say the community or you know is that is that conversation still happening now like every time that you relaunch all the time mm-hmm. i mean we pour through thousands and thousands and thousands of data points from our feedback survey. We do a lot of debriefing internally as a team and we ask ourselves, you know, okay, so where did we fall down? Where were their stress points? You know, was there things that we missed that, you know, no matter how much you kind of plan and write everything down and no matter how experienced you are, times change, things change, and things just do slip through the cracks. So we're constantly doing our best to be as objective as possible with ourselves and say, okay, what went awesome? What didn't go so awesome? How can we change that? And then, of course, from our customers' feedback to pour through the things that they thought, oh, my God, this is fantastic. This was the best thing ever. I didn't even know this could be so great. Please don't ever change it. (laughs) Versus things that people seem to have sticking points with, or I was disappointed in X, or I wanted more Y, or whatever it may be. We look for those common themes, and then we evaluate, hey, you know, just because someone says they want something, like, for example, um, people are like, why can't we have a forum inside of our member area? We don't really want a forum inside of our member area. That's just something that I don't really want to create. It's nothing that I want to maintain. You know, there's many, many reasons. So we can look at that customer feedback objectively and say, okay, that may be something that they want, but it doesn't align with our vision of where we want to take the company, so we're not going to implement it. On the other hand, for example, one of the main pieces of feedback we noticed was people felt like, oh, no, I see Marie every week in Marie TV, and she's talking right to me, and she's teaching me. And in B-School, historically, we have had uh, keynote presentations because I love words, and I love to see (laughs) words on the screen, and I'm a maniac, so I was always (laughs) updating the content. And when you're producing that type of video education, it's a lot easier and faster to do versus doing a full-on video production, which is straight to camera. So we made a choice last year and we said, okay, you know, people miss seeing me talking to them face to face. So let's recreate B-School from the ground up with me talking to people face to face in that same vein as Marie TV. Marie TV is its own property. It's very quirky. Mm -hmm. It's very weird. But we wanted to recreate the B-School content to kind of echo that experience of intimacy. You know, that takes a tremendous amount of time and energy and production that we had to plan out, you know, we started 10 months ago to oh make that life. So getting back to your question of, you know, do we come back to the same things every year? Absolutely. But paying attention to what we want, meaning our vision for the product, how can we elevate the experience? How can we take it to the next level? And keeping in mind the feedback from our customers and being able to sift and sort from things that we actually want to do and we believe versus things that people may want, but it's not aligned with us as a company. It's not where we want to go. Wow. You know what? I was just, oh my gosh. I was just thinking, I'm like, wow, I I am probably the worst type of people pleaser in the world because I somehow, I, I always forget that little piece. Yes, they might want it, but if you don't want to give it, you know, if it doesn't align with that bigger vision, 
you can say no, it's okay. And, and that's, that was interesting. Yes. And I think <laughs> that's where, and you know, there's always that famous Henry Ford saying, you know, if I listened to what people want, I would have given them um, a faster horse. Right. (laughs) Right. And that's not what people, you know, if if you listen to what your customers want 100 percent of the time, you're actually going to stifle your creativity. And it's a delicate balance. You know, listening to your customers is clearly important in life. You want to have that dialogue. You want to have that relationship. You want to be compassionate. You want to hear what they want and need so you can potentially deliver it to them. But you also have to not do it all the time. Because it'll stifle your creativity. And come on, let's be honest, right, Anne? Most yeah. of us don't know what the hell we want anyway. We're like, what do you want? I don't know. And we say something because we just come up with a thought or an idea. But think about the company Apple. Oftentimes, they've created the most amazing things that we didn't even know we want until they created it. And we're like, oh, my God, I got to have it. I can't live without this. Oh, my gosh. Totally. Yeah, no. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that. That's really great. I mean, so it's in, it's interesting to hear you talk about the decisions and like answer, the questions that you ask yourself each and every launch because they aren't so different really from that first launch out. You might, you'll have more information actually as you keep moving along if you choose to launch again and again or bring a, bring a program or an offering back again and again. So yes. I, I really love that. Um, so my question then is like one one thing that I'm always curious about because I've seen different, you know, I I work with lots of different people and so I'm curious during if you have if you get stuck on something, you're just not sure what to do during a launch. Do you do you have um do you have a mentor or do you have like a group of people that you're like, "Dudes, I want to do this, but I'm just not sure." Or do you just kind of use you go to your team. What do you do? Like, what do you do? Do you just sit quietly, meditate over it? Or is it a mix? I definitely do. I utilize a mix. I mean, um, for me, it's about knowing that vision and being really, really clear about that vision because that can help you make decisions, right, about what you want to do. But also, if there's something that I'm grappling with or there's a couple of different options, a couple of different ways to handle something, first people I go to are my team because they know our customers intimately. They know me intimately and they know the business intimately and they want what's best for all of those populations, right? They want what's best for me. They want what's best for the business and they want what's best for our customer. So we'll evaluate things internally first because usually we have um, the most kind of knowledge and experience behind it. But then to get a fresh perspective, I'll often go to you know my core group of friends who are very successful, who again know me well inside and out, who know my business and my brand, and they can give us a fresh uh, point of view that's outside of our own insular little community. Yeah. But there's not one person specifically I go to, but you know, once I've talked with the team, once I've talked with people I trust, then, you know, bottom line, responsibility to make big decisions comes to me, the business owner. Ultimately, I am responsible, you know what I mean, to set the direction, to make those hard choices sometimes. And the thing that drives me the most and the thing that guides me the most at that point is instincts. I think our intuition and our ability to know what's best for us at any given time is something that so many people override or they discount. Yep. They they kind of, you know, will say, oh, well, this person knows better because their business is bigger or, you know, they have more experience than I do, so they know best. Or, you know, my team really says, you know, let's do this thing and I have to follow my team. And that's not always the truth. Being a leader often means that you will go in the opposite direction of people, even though you respect them, 
even though they do have experience, even though, uh, you know, you do trust them and you believe that they have your best interest at heart, at the end of the day, you've got to trust your own wisdom and that's what it takes to lead. Yeah. You know, I, it just has driven me bonkers watching people and, and having friends of my own as well come I can tell they're doing the survey of all their friends. Like, should I do this or should I do this? And I think it, it ends up wasting a lot of time. And they're, they are doing exactly what you're saying. They're discounting that, that internal, you know, barometer that tells them what they should and shouldn't be doing. Um, yeah. So. I do think it's important. Like when you have people that, again, experience has told you, you can trust them and yeah. they have valid perspective, it is worth it. You don't want to go survey, you know, 20 people. But if you have two or three people where you really trust their point of view and they really always bring something interesting to the table, perhaps something you wouldn't have considered, you know what I mean? A fail point that maybe you haven't seen or a different perspective that you just couldn't have seen unless you asked that person, it is valid. But I think knowing that at the end of the day, after you've gathered all of that information and those different perspectives, to trust that you will make the best decision based on your own wisdom and knowledge, that's what's important to come back to. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and you know, probably I, <laughs> oddly enough, I, I used to be that type of person to go and, and ask maybe a bunch of different people. But over time, I've slowly realized the power of my own kind of instinct mm-hmm. on this so so usually I'll, I'm more of like the the hiding kind of decision maker the person who has to go into my cave to you know consult the whatever the higher power or something and then I figure it out that way but um I really I really like that that you do go to people still and that that you I mean your team that's a given I think um and then going to those trusted advisors that's great um so you know, if, if you're in this process of making decisions, you're trying to decide to do things on launches, but that's, that's all, that's all part of the, part of what happens during a launch. But what also sometimes happens is overwhelm. And I'm wondering if you still, I mean, you've definitely helped me in the past deal with overwhelm and, and getting down to the core of what I'm doing. I think that, that definitely we, we've all talked each other off ledges during those first school launches but do you still do you ever feel overwhelmed oh yeah I mean I'm human just like everyone else and I think it's really a symptom of our our world that we live in today I mean there's so much that's required of us and I was you know talking with a friend just yesterday over coffee and uh, she's five months pregnant it's like I want to be you know in her this was her talking I, I want to be a better Christian I, I want to exercise I want to you know she's building this business I'm doing this event I'm having a baby I mean there's like so many things that each of us feel like we have to do on a daily basis forget about when we're actually launching something but for me I'm a big believer in our ability to stretch beyond our perceived limitations and constantly expand our capacity so I'm always trying to stretch myself and the one thing that helps me stay out of overwhelm as much as humanly possible during a launch is the idea that priorities equal prosperity. And it goes back to what we talked about before. When you're clear on your own vision, both for your business and your personal life, you can prioritize what's truly important for you and then ignore everything else. You know, you don't have to answer every email. You can put things on pause. Certain things are just going to have to fall by the wayside, especially during a particular launch. And it's a great idea to let people know around you, hey, look, my head's going to be down like 12, 14 hours, maybe 16 hours a day sometimes. 
I'm not going to be cleaning the house. I am not going to be making dinner. I'm not going to be hanging out and going to the movies, you know, sitting around all day. I'm not probably going to be available for brunch. It's just not going to happen during the next month or two. And I think that can help relieve some of the internal pressure and some of the external pressure that can add to overwhelm during a typically intense time as it is. Yeah, I, I, I totally am. That's exactly what I try to do. Of course, with this, this almost seven-year-old, she, you know, she's starting to tell me exactly what she thinks about that. So <laughs> is that cra- crazy, Marie? She is, she's turning seven next month. I can't believe how <laughs> fast time flies. It's what the mix- heck? She was two the it's, last time I turned around. <laughs> it's nutty. It's nutty. But that's, that's good. She's her own woman now. She's turned into her own little, little, little self. Um, so, okay. So now I, I, you know, I really just want to say that, you know, from my perspective, I think the thing that I love about what your business is, when I look at Team Forleo, when I look at the business from the outside, is that you have managed to keep really a very simple, there's some sort of, some sort of simplicity yes. in what you do. And it's, it's as simple as, it doesn't mean it's not a lot of work. It just means it's very clear. It's, yep. you know, one, one B-school a year. You've got Marie TV once a week. I know that there are other things that you're involved in. But from my perspective, I'm like, wow, that feels so good. Yes. Because it allows you to do whatever else you want to get involved in. It allows you to, you know, work with, work with other people on projects. And I know you've got, got some of those coming up. Um, but... I just, I just wanted to say that. I just love, I love watching that. And I love watching that simplicity. Thank you so much. I mean, we enjoy it. I think one of the things that can get all of us in trouble, um, and it's a natural tendency, but, you know, we're creators. So we have many, many ideas, and we want to put a lot of things out in the world. We want to make a big difference and serve a lot of people. And, you know, a couple of years back, what a lot of people don't realize, you know, if they've kind of jumped on the Marie TV or the B-School train somewhere in the last two years or so, they don't know that my business actually used to look very different. There was a lot of different learning products on the market. I used to do a huge live, live event every year. I did a high-end mentorship program where I would take people to places like Mexico and you know, Los Angeles and New York City, and we would have these um, incredible, incredible events. And the business was a lot more complex, and it was a conscious choice to simplify it. So, um, and it was the best choice I've ever made. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for our next stretch, there's a lot more things that we'll be adding to the mix, but simplicity is actually one of the things that guides us. And again, you know, it comes back to what we talked about beforehand when you were like, people like, oh, why don't you launch B-School, you know, twice a year? Why isn't it open all the time? And it's like, well, I don't want to. Yeah. pour everything into this live class when we do it and people have access to the content all year round they can come take it again for free and we have other priorities i mean you know producing writing producing creating shooting editing an award-winning show what we do with marie tv you know that's not easy (laughs) that takes a lot of time and i'm very committed to it and it serves a lot of people and it's you know it doesn't make money it's completely for free but it's part of our heart and soul part of our brand and we love it and if I you know filled up all my time with something else we we couldn't do the things that we really believe in so Mm -hmm. the simplicity is what we love that's that's one of my words for this year so I'm really you know I'm while I'm looking to grow my own business I'm looking to not do it by creating tons of new things Mm -hmm. so 
Anyway, so anyways, I want to talk about just I'll talk a little bit about B school now because we've been talking, you know, a little bit here and there, launching all of that. But B school really does. I told you before that it has such a it, there's a soft spot in my heart for, <laughs> which is weird for an online program. But it's because it was our first chance to work together. That's really yes. why. And and I remember when you said I remember when you emailed me like the day before the the everything kind of started that first year and you're like, "Are you ready?" or something. And I was like, "Uh, yes, I think so." <laughs> and it was just it was just so funny because that really, you know, I in my mind I was like, "I think I know what a launch is because I've been doing it offline for many years, but okay, let's just see. Let's just do this." So, anyways, <laughs> well, it was amazing. I mean, uh, you're just a brilliant human being, and I treasure all the times that we were able to work together. You're just such a star, and um, I love you. But, you know, B-School, it's an incredible program. It's the online business school for modern entrepreneurs, for people that really believe in their idea, their product, their service. They want to get it out there. They want to use the internet. They want to use social media. They want to use all these tools that we have as modern entrepreneurs, but they don't want to do it in like a douchey, slimy way. Um, most women that I know, and it's by no means just women in the program, uh, we have a lot of great men as well, but the, the origination of the program came about because I saw so many heart-based purpose-driven women who had something they believed in, but they couldn't figure out how to make money doing it because they were terrified or resistant to sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. They had no idea how to put all these pieces together and actually get their idea, their product or the service out there, charge what they're actually worth, make a great profit, make a difference, and have it all work seamlessly without them being a crazy person 24 hours a day. And so, you know, B-School really was born out of that desire to help people create financial independence for themselves, to help people have the freedom to take care of their families, to devote financial resources to causes they believe in. And this will be our sixth year. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. With the program. And, you know, it's rebuilt from the the ground up. Like we were talking about earlier, we've retained all of the core teachings, everything that is you know, essential to what B-School actually is, the structure and the principles, because it is a proven roadmap. We've had, you know, tens of thousands of graduates now that can attest to that. But every piece of it has been refined and refreshed and updated for 2015. There's a brand new member area. It's um, absolutely stunning and gorgeous. It makes it faster and easier um, for people to find what they need. We have a fully developed mobile site now because I know, again, I'm on my phone a lot and I want people to be able to learn on the go easier than they ever have been able to before. All the content as we've shared has been recreated from the ground up. It feels more intimate. It's very much like Marie TV in that sense. So it's straight to camera. Um, and I think it'll help with engagement. All of our fun sheets have been recreated to help people get even more clarity and make progress faster. Again, we pour over our feedback surveys like nobody's business. So anytime we see something to tweak, uh, something that wasn't totally clear, we go and fix it. And we've got thousands and thousands now of Q&A answers in what we call our answer vault. Wow. So if someone has a question on a particular strategy or a concept or you know something doesn't really quite gel, there is a comprehensive library of my exact answers so people never feel alone or lost or confused. 
And we've also gathered hundreds of Q's and A's from our successful students. That's it in something called um, smart marketing for product-based business owners. Because oftentimes, a lot of the ideas seem very applicable to service-based businesses. Um, the people who are selling candles or T-shirts are like, right. oh, you know, how does this apply to me? So actually, we've solved that problem. So you can hear from other successful business owners that sell you know, across a wide variety of industries about how every idea relates, how it makes sense. Um, and again, examples from other business owners that you admire. Dang, you you just keep adding and improving, and cre- I'm like I'm like, oh, I can't wait to dig into this. Let's go, let's go. Yeah, no, well, it is. We're so proud of it. It's yeah. it's really awesome. And the goal, right, is to make sure that every single student has every tool they need to succeed. Right. And what I what I really love is that. Um, and, and, and I think it's a must that you can and you should go through the material more than once. Do you know what yes. I mean? Because you're going to get, it's just like you pick up new things every single time you go around. And especially if you're, you're updating, improving, you know, getting really, like, I love that, that you've added this, this answer to those product, really product-based businesses. Because I remember way back in the day, there, there, there's always that question. Will this help me if I have this type of business? Yep. And, I mean, I, you know. I think we have people in industries, probably at least over 50 to 60 industries, mm-hmm. I mean, across the board. And the thing about B-School, you know, why people do it again and again, I've heard from PhD grads, from MBA students, like that B-School is actually more intense and more useful than some of their graduate degree programs. I've heard that multiple times from credible people, and it's one of the best compliments. And, you know, it's robust, and that's why we give people access to B-School for life because, you know, maybe you'll make it through three-quarters of the program, and then you get so on fire, and you're taking so much action, that you're like, all right, I need to press pause because I just got so many things that I need to do to improve my business. Let me do it. And you get to dive back in. I hear from friends that are B-Schoolers, you know, personal Mm -hmm. people that I know in my life who are also customers say, Marie, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to do this new product. I go back into the marketing module because, God, it just helps me to refresh my ideas around this stuff and get regrounded in it again. So I love that people come back, you know, once they go through the full thing and go deeper on something. And you know this, Anne. Yeah. I mean, um, when you're focused on core principles, I always go back to the basics. People, you know, can get seduced into like, oh, what's an advanced thing? And I need to know the latest and greatest shiny technology, like we started the call with. Yep. It's not always about the latest and greatest technology. It's like, have you mastered the fundamentals? Well, the the other thing, too, is, I mean, it's very specifically. I mean, there's one thing that even when the other part of your complex, your, you know, when it was really complex business was your online mastery group, which is the one that I was in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember talking about going through this you know, very specific customer exercise and doing that for multiple offerings. So you have to do it for each one potentially, you know, because it, you know. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It, we just did it for a new program that we're putting together and it was so fun. And people often say like, I, I use my own material because it works. Right. It helps you to connect to your heart. It helps put you in a place of compassion to serve other people. And it really takes your business work and all of your communication to such a deep level that most other business owners just aren't willing to go or they're just not aware that you can go there. And it gives you such an incredible edge that is original to you. And that's what's really great because it taps into what you most believe, the difference that you most want to make in the world. And it helps you get that across in a way that feels genuine, that is genuine, and that's authentic, and most importantly, that gets results. 
Oh, I love that. I love it. Okay, so I want to just I keep hitting the microphone because I'm getting just like too excited over here. My <laughs> hands are like flailing in the air. My cat's looking at me. Um, so I have some quick lightning fast questions. Hopefully they're not too hard or too lengthy for you to answer, but they're just things that some of the fearless launchers wanted me to ask you. Yes. So, okay. How far in advance did you start working on this year's launch? 10 months. Okay. We answered that before, but good. You could put that there. Okay. Uh, Do you use the same launch emails every year? I always rework stuff. Yeah. While some of the content is the same because it's actually directing to content that is the same, meaning those yeah. core ideas, um, every single year I look through my emails and every single year I refine stuff. Yeah. And so I'm assuming then that the the question, do you re-edit or change the videos that are usually coming out? And I would say it's probably a little bit of that too. It is. It really depends. Like, so for example, our launch videos for this year, for 2015, are the same that we used last year, but all of the materials that surround those videos, a lot of that has been updated. So there's changes within consistency. Okay. What's the biggest piece of work to relaunch B-School every year? Is there a big chunk or a big category of work? You know... There is and there isn't. I think it changes each year. It depends on what's happening. You know, some years, if the content has been completely refreshed, maybe we work on the launch videos. But like this year, we spent so much time rebuilding the entire program from top to bottom. Every single pixel, every single piece of content was rebuilt that we didn't feel like we really needed to touch the majority of the launch, we just added a lot of things. So for example, we have this incredible program tour so that people can really tour um, all of B-School, know exactly what we teach, you know, figure out if it's right for them so they don't feel stressed Mm. out. And that used to be a PDF and this year it'll actually be completely online. Um, you know, there's another piece of the program where we noticed again, feedback surveys, listening, just keeping our ears open that a lot of our students don't always make the decision to invest in B-School on their own. So sometimes they have to negotiate with their husband or their wife or, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a significant other. I love it's, that, negotiate. <laughs> it's their boss. I mean, let's be honest, yeah. right? I mean, if when you're shared expenses and when you're sharing your money with people, oftentimes financial decisions aren't a solo one. Right. Um, right. For some of our younger students, maybe it's about, hey, mom, hey, dad, I really want to take this. I really want to start my own business. And I think this is for me. And so we have created an entire section of our launch promotions, again, online, that's new for this year, uh, a whole guide to help people and give them the language, uh, you know, some of the objections and the questions that may come up from their boss or significant other or a parent to really give them the tools they need to communicate honestly about what they want to invest in. So, you know, there's different pieces each year that need to be reworked based on, you know, what we want to create. That's, that's great. Okay. So here's one's kind of off launching, but do, do you have a business coach yourself? Do you have someone that you, that you work with now? Not one person in the formal sense, but I feel like I actually have many. I am lucky enough just based on how many years I've been around and how long I've been doing this that I have extraordinary people in my life that seem to be expert in different little categories and different verticals. So whenever I'm strategizing about growth or there's a certain area that I really want to learn you know, and grow in, I have different people that I call on to get their specific expertise, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
No, that so, totally does. So that I can dive deep with someone who is just masterful, you know, say if it's like, okay, we want to take a look at advertising. All right, I'm going to dive in with someone who knows this inside and out so I can just go deep with someone who's like, this is where they swim all day long. You know, if it's something around finances or legal, well, I want to talk to, let's say, the best international tax people that I can. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. So, Yep. Those are the people that I need coaching me on that specific topic because a general business coach, you know, all it is for me at this point, it's not really going to be effective. And our vision for our business right now is very, very clear and very set. We know what we're trying to accomplish and know where we want to go. So for us and for me personally right now, it's about diving deep into the areas where I need specific targeted expert uh, help when we need that help. Yeah, I love that. That's actually how I'm hiring for this year for my team. So that's awesome. You know, just having like those high level experts for the things that I need to move forward. Yes. Um, Okay. What is, I didn't, you know, what's your favorite book right now? It doesn't have to be a business book or are you reading anything right now? You know, I was reading a book just over the weekend that I really enjoyed. It's called Super Brain. It's one of Deepak Chopra's latest books. Um, and I found it really fascinating about how our brains are so malleable and neuroplasticity and our ability to really reshape, retrain, and expand our capacity um, and understand the difference between our brains, that gray matter, and the mind, meaning the consciousness our awareness and our ability to direct our brains to get results that we want. Oh, nice. Yeah. See, I need to, uh, I, this, this, I actually, that was my question. Cause I'm like, I need a, I need a book to read. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Marie's got one for me. Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely, there's some dense pieces to it. Of course, of we're course. talking about the brain, <laughs> um, but there's uh, some great nuggets in there. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Deepak. He, gosh, that man, you know, kicks out a book. Talk about constantly launching. I feel like he's launching a book every other month. He writes yep. nonstop. It's amazing. Okay, so this one is super girly. Yeah. Okay. Favorite hair product because you know that hair. Oh the yeah. Beautiful hair. Can we just can we talk about it for a minute? Can I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll share mine. You share yours. Well, did you see the Marie TV that we did? Because so many people. I have friends of On friends. The hair. On the hair that are like, you know, I love Marie, but can she just ease up on the extensions? And my friends are like, that, those are actually, that's all her hair. She doesn't do extensions. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, so actually, let's see. My favorite hair product, I funny enough, I don't have a particular product that I love because I always try and keep changing what I'm using so my hair doesn't get used to it. And it gets like, it's always kind of feels fresh. Um, but having a really good brush that's been the thing I've been obsessed with lately. And I have this Aveda brush that's like perfect when your hair is wet. And uh, I kind of love it. Yeah. Okay. I use this product, uh, the product line Orbe. Because mm. I just love Great. the smell. Uh, and apparently JLo uses it. So, you know. <laughs> yes. And I'm, she's also got some amazing hair she's, and amazing skin. She's Seriously. Ridiculous. Seriously. Okay. So I think, I think that was the last of those lightning round questions. I just wanted to share with you that, you know, B-School really has been influential to me and my business. I go through it every year. I go through, I'm listening to the, you know, to the office hours calls. I'm trying to be more there this year, just because I have actually more time this year. I'm not going to be launching right the second that it starts, which is good. Um, So I just wanted to share that with you because the, 
even the, the very first module right out of the gate, it was like, bang, like it always hits me that first yes. module. I was like, okay, I'm in. Okay. I get it. I'm, I'm doing the work now. So I just wanted to share that with you because I really think that, um, you know, that's a testament if you're, if people who've worked on it, people who are on your team, people who are already running their businesses can jump in and get something out of it. Then I think that's huge. Oh, and thank you so much for sharing that. And I am so excited for you to see the new stuff and to see the new video in module one. I think given the conversation that we've had and given everything that we've shared and everything you know about me over the years and how we've worked together, you're going to freaking love it. I I'm cannot gonna fr- be free to suit. I thought you were going to say I was going to freaking freak. <laughs> Close. You might. You might just get up and do a dance when you see how good it is. (laughs) Probably. Okay. So, Marie, I want to thank you for joining me today. It's been a blast, and we can't leave it this long. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me on. It was an honor to be able to talk, and hopefully there's some nuggets in what we shared that will help people um, launch more effectively and feel more sane during the process. I think so. I think so. Thanks so much, Marie. Thank you, Anne. Okay. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked Marie's down-to-earth style and no-nonsense business advice and the simplicity of how she runs her business, make sure you grab her free business workshop that just opened today at ansamoylove.com forward slash bschool. You're going to learn to sell and market your products and services more effectively. Who doesn't want that? So whether you're just starting out or your business could just use a boost or perhaps a big change, this free video training will put you in motion now. One thing I want to mention is that I am a promotional partner for B-School. So that means that if at some point during this process, you decide to join the B-School program, I'm going to get a commission on that. But I can tell you that I've worked on this product, been a student of it since the very beginning, and I'm going to be inside now this year as a mentor for all of the new members this year. So I I honestly couldn't be more thrilled to share the program and just let you know what's what. What this means, you get my insights as a bonus. No, there's no extra anything to what you're, (laughs) that you have to shell out to learn what you're going to learn inside this series. I'm here to support you. So when you sign up for this workshop, I want to also encourage you and I I will likely email you, but head over to Facebook and join the Facebook group we've got going on where we're going to be sharing insights as we go through this workshop. I think that that is really important. There's safety in numbers and there's lots of learning in numbers. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this special episode of the podcast, and we'll see you next week on the Fearless Launching Show.